Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 351 uh, for May 22nd, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth and I'm back. I'm back from my extended absence. I apologize. I left you guys in the capable hands of Aroa and Cyberpunk Monk. And joining me this week, we have one of those aforementioned people, Cyberpunk Monk. Oh shit, son. Here we go. We're gonna tell you the news that you need to know. I like that one better than just the fart sounds. Because I did listen to most of the podcasts um, when I, while I was gone. I couldn't... Uh, last week's podcast, I, I listened to about half of it, but I got, I got busy, so I, I wasn't able to listen to the full thing. But uh, I did not like just the fart sounds. That wasn't my favorite one. I mean, it's, I, th- there is a part of me deep down that chuckles every time I hear a row, I take like a midi of Smash Mouth or something like that and just replace all the instruments with different types of farts. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, whatever, farts are funny. It's his niche, apparently. Uh, Ro is not going to be here. Uh, he is, he is suffering right now. So uh, hopefully he feels better next week. But right now it's just a row, or it's just Cyberpunk Monk and myself. Uh, and and question: Where can we find you, my good friend? You could find me, and you could find Aroa, and you could find Nathan at Aroa.website. All of our relevant social media links are there and available for you in a nice curated fashion. One of those links I want to bring your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics: Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. Check it out wherever podcasts are found. For Work now, hard on it. for now, it is a a Pathfinder First Edition podcast. Um, well, we'll see what happens in the future. And, of course, I'm Nathan Reed. You can find me everywhere at Reeton. So I'm Reeton at Twitter, which is the main one that you're going to find me on is Twitter or Twitch. Twitch, I stream uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I will not actually be streaming tomorrow night. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a new manager that started, like, the week that I left to go to Europe. And uh, he's going to be coming in town, so, like... They're like, we want you all on, we want both of you guys on site all day, and then afterwards, we're going to take you all out to dinner, so I have to go to dinner, so I won't be streaming tomorrow night. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week, I'll be on at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. And uh, yeah, what, what games have you played this week? This week, I, well, here let, me, here, let me tell you what we did. I, I installed that. Do you remember like 2015's uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War? Yes. The one that couldn't be played because it had like this weird microtransaction. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based, I, like I, into I, its core I, gameplay loop. So I mentioned that I mentioned that on the podcast before. I actually worked with somebody who was the systems designer for it, that game. It's my understanding that they were basically like, yeah, we got this great robust system, and a developer was like. What if we turned it into a vending machine? And they're like, "No, that'll that'll ruin the fun." Are you crazy? And they're like, "Do it." No, no, it wasn't the developer; it was the publisher. Right, 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 right. Of yeah. course, of course. And the the yeah, basically, uh, my coworker was like, "Yeah, we got everything set up. It was perfect. Like everything was, you know, you would be at X level at this time and stuff." And then they're like, "Money," and they're like, "But that'll break everything." And they're like, "Cool, do it." Money. Yeah. So, uh, how is it? I know they fixed it. It's my understanding it has been fixed, and I just haven't played it that much. Because every time I boot it up, I look at my computer and I just kind of... <laughs> you know that feeling where, you know, you look at a game and you just... Uh, you yeah. know? Yeah, you want to play it, but then, like, part like you, you load it up and you're like, nah... I want to sit down and play this game for like an hour, maybe two hours if I really want to treat myself. And then I look at my calendar. I was like, well, I don't know where I'm going to fit that in. Yeah, that's I could do, you know, 15, 20 minutes now, maybe. Yeah, that's why I have and and stick, stick to much to the chagrin, chagrin of people who want to spend time with me. Um, I have a very strict schedule when it comes to my stream. Uh, these last two weeks have been the really the only time that in the last couple of years that I've taken an extended amount of time off from my stream. And I do that specifically because I'm like, I want to beat games 
And if I don't have, you know, two to three hours a day uh, scheduled, then I will not do it. I will just be like, nah, I played like half of it. I'm going to move on or, or just watch YouTube. So having a very strict schedule has helped me out a lot. I think scheduling out is probably the responsible way of playing video games. Goodness, yeah. That seems like such an oxymoron just in itself. Yeah. But yeah, it I, I, you, you kind of nailed it right on the head. I'll, I'll play a game like Shadow of War for like 15, 20 minutes, and then I'll play it again like two weeks later and I'll be like, right, what was I doing? Yeah, eh. exactly. I, I do that after a long weekend. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where was I? Why am I doing this? Uh-huh. Um, did, did you play anything else? I know you, uh, have been working like 80 hours a week or something. So yeah, we're, uh, we, we were down 33%. Now we're down 50%. So, <laughs> uh, uh, work at your local hospitals. We need the help. I, wherever you are, that's probably the case. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I've also been playing that, that spaceman station 13, which uh-huh. is always fun. I, I need to be careful where I say this, but I, I accidentally learned how to make sarin gas. Okay. So so now on my Antag rounds, I'm like a terrorist. Oh, well, that's and not good. As I've mentioned before, and I, this is this is a game where I've I've jubilously taught somebody how to make meth, and then they, they basically turn around and fill in with all of the, the dispensaries on the station. So chemistry can get wacky, and it doesn't have to be nefarious. But... If the game is telling you, hey, you have permission to be nefarious and you know how to do chemistry, you could be really nefarious. Yeah. Uh, do you have you been enjoying that? or So you're still playing that after what? It's been almost a year that you discovered the game. Uh, my account was made back in like 2012. That's oh, wow. The, the joy of having a game that started being made in like 2006. Yeah. And looks like and it was made in 1986. And it looks like Chip's Challenge. Yeah. But um, I, I adore this game. It's it's unique in a way that no other game quite has the potential to be. And I recommend everybody try it out and then get frustrated and have their own opinions about it. Yeah, exactly. uh, You know what else I played? Which I, I talked about like two weeks ago on the podcast is uh, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear that's the one to play. Mainly because of the quick swapping of items. <laughs> it, it makes the Water Temple tolerable. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where I, when I originally played that game, that's where I got stuck was the water temple, which I'm makes like, sense. I, I think I got like three hours in my file, just 15 and 20 minute blocks at a time. Mm-hmm. It's this game is held up like, like not that this game isn't worthy of any criticism that it gets because, you know, it was like the first 3D whatever, you know, it, it had big shoes to fill. But it is still so fun to play, and I think that more than anything else this game can show is really a testament to how well they they nailed their system on it. It's a good game. I think that game is the reason why in every single video game I play that has a waterfall, I get disappointed if there's nothing behind the waterfall. Maybe a link to the past more specifically, but I'm right there with you, man. No, well, I, I never. Feel, played... I, I feel betrayed just a little bit every time. Yeah, well, so I did not have a Super Nintendo, so my first, ex- my well, my first experience with Zelda was the original Legend of Zelda. We skipped the Super Nintendo, uh, and then we we got the Nintendo 64. So I didn't experience Link to the Past until years later. So, uh, yeah, Ocarina of Time for me is is that one for me. Uh, did you play anything else? Anything else you were able to sneak in while while you were trying to duck into a room and hang out with a patient? Hey, uh, are you sleeping? Are, are you good? You're not answering. Okay, I'm going to go. You're Robo. You're Robo Connor. I'm Robo Connor. I'm not doing anything. What the hell? Yeah. No, I. Other than Shadow of War and other than Tabletop Simulator. I told you I got uh, Warhammer working in Tabletop Simulator, right? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that in in our Discord, which you can join. It's down below. There's a link. Uh, You mentioned that you were able to get it working and you're really excited for it. And it has, like, all the rules built in? Uh, Yeah, you could, like, move your mouse over a unit and it has, like, a quick snapshot of everything you need to know to just play the game still. Oh, good. 
So let me know if you want to learn how to play Warhammer. I'll, I'll get you addicted the right way. <sighs> I, I have so much other stuff going on in my life, Connor. It sucks. I don't like it, but it's, it's true. Uh, we're going to move on to me and talk about the games I played and a little bit of an update uh, medically with me. Uh, nothing, nothing medically is wrong with me. It's just I had a little bit of a surgery this week, and I thought it was neat. Uh, games one thirty second less of a man now. <laughs> yes. No, I played on Monday. They came out with a, a Friday the 13th like or Dead by Daylight like game based on the Evil Dead universe. Uh, where you the my problem with Dead by Daylight, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Friday the 13th is the fact that you don't really if you're a survivor you don't have any weapons or anything. There's not much you can do to defend yourself except for just run away and try to put down traps and stuff. Uh, in this Evil Dead game, uh, you are, you're, you're playing, and you, there's like four different characters of Ash you can play as, like four different generations of Ash, and a few other tertiary characters that you can play as. And... Um, you go through and uh, you fight off the the demons or skeletons or whatever enemy you're facing in that particular round, and you try to complete the objectives with your teammates uh, while there is somebody playing as the, the monsters who can take control of monsters but uh, doesn't necessarily uh, show up and, and cause too much havoc. Uh, it's fun. I had I had quite a bit of fun with it, and I would urge anybody to get it. I think you can get it on Green Man Gaming right now, which, again, I have a link in the description below for an affiliate link for, for Green Man Gaming, so I get, like, 2% of any sale used with that link. I had it for a long time. Uh, and you can get it for $30 as opposed to the base price, which is $40. The only problem that I know that uh, Connor wouldn't like is that it's on Epic Game Store. And uh, you don't want to use Epic Game Store, from what I understand. I am not interested in getting engorged in yet another e-software commerce architecture. They just they have so many free games. <laughs> Most right? of them aren't, aren't games I want to play, though. Yeah, they have Borderlands 3, which, again, is a game that Maybe you don't Most of them play. aren't games I want to play, though. Uh, but when they were doing like that big end of year thing, where they had like twelve days of free games, they had like Pathfinder Kingmaker. Uh, like they had, they have, they have some good games for free, is what I'm saying. I, I, all the Batman games. Speaking of which, I got uh, Batman Arkham Knight. I played that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I like half of that game. Um. You know, you you played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, right? I played uh, Asylum City and Night. Night's the one with a car, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I played Night. Yeah. I have some opinions about it, but I'll let you go on first. Yeah, the opinions are probably the same. I like everything outside of the car. Yep. Yeah. Like, the car I... was thrown in because they wanted a new gimmick, and they've they already went... They did Arkham Asylum, which was based in Arkham Asylum. Then they did Arkham City, uh, which was like, oh, look, it's like Arkham Asylum, but it's open world. And then kind they're of. like, yeah. And then they're like, we need something else. In the, We need to add something to this next game. Let's throw in a car, and then all of the puzzles are going to be completed with the car. And, and I didn't and it, like It's not that. like difficult puzzles. It's like, line the cursor up with the square. Yeah. It's, you did uh, okay. Pull the trigger, uh, and they Good found. Job. I'm gonna spoil something, but I think Arkham City came out like over a decade ago. So, fuck it. Um, in in Arkham City, at the end of the game, Joker dies. That's the and and they were like, "This is the end. We're we're done. We're all retiring from these characters. Joker's dead." And then. They're like, we have a bag of money, Mr. Mark Hamill. And he's like, I guess I'll be the Joker again. And so even though he is canonically dead in the game, they bring him back, the Joker, as 
like in a hallucination of uh, that Batman is hallucinating while under the Scarecrow's toxin. So like throughout the whole game, Mark Hamill's there just like saying one-liners and stuff, which I love Mark Hamill, but I thought that was kind of silly and they could have moved past that um, and tried to do something different instead of just like, well, people like Joker, so let's make money off a Joker. Um, but that being said, I'm probably going to beat the game. Uh, probably this upcoming week, I'll I'll be able to beat that game, and then I'll have I think eight games beaten this year so far, so not too shabby. Uh, and and then on Friday, I played Citizen Sleeper, which is a good game. It's just not a good game to stream. <laughs> Lots sure. and lots of text. Um, and that's it. There's no action, no combat. It's just lots of text. And uh, if, you like, it's, if you like that sort of game, then it's a game that you're going to lo- love to play. If you aren't into you know, reading a lot and, and having a lot of storyline and making some difficult decisions, then you may just need to skip that game. But it was included in Game Pass, so obviously... I had to try it out. <laughs> and, the price you already paid was right. Well, yeah, and I was going to, so I was going to play Evil Dead, but then I was like, why? The game just kept crashing on me. And I found out that, like, for some reason, I don't know if it has to do with settings I was using or what, but I put a slight, a very slight overclock on my uh, graphics card, and it just made it so anytime I tried to launch the game, it would crash the driver. It was weird. And it doesn't know how to handle the increased clock speed or something that I just look like logs to see what the hell's going on specifically. Yeah. And I have a 3070, so it's not like it matters that much. Like I'm going to get like three frames more a second, but I I only overclocked it by like 200 megahertz, like not a big overclock. And it was just crashing the game. And I was like, I don't know why this is happening. So I played Citizen Sleeper. And then I was like, oh, right. Like halfway through the game, halfway through my stream, I was like, oh, right. I'm just going to look at that overclock. That was it. That was the problem. And now everything works fine. So a little bit of surgery I had. Uh, As you know, I believe, I have a a missing front tooth. Thanks, Sister Reeton. Yeah, thanks, Sister Reeton. So uh, I made an appointment months ago and got a bone graft in my mouth uh and and i spoke about that on the podcast and then it just so happened that the time that i had it's 17 weeks from the time you get your bone graft to when they can actually do the dental implant portion of it and that 17 weeks just happened to line up while i was like the week that i left to go to the uk so it's the beginning of May. And so I scheduled my appointment to get the, the dental implant part of it done this last week. So this last Wednesday, I went in and I had the dental implant put in where they basically put an artificial root into your mouth. So it's a, a titanium root that is now in my mouth. And I posted it on, I believe, my Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture where it's literally like a screw in my mouth. I don't know if you saw it. It looks, I think it looks cool. Uh, And what I thought was interesting is, you know, they cut open the gum and and they, they kind of screw it in a little bit. And then they, they ratcheted it in. Like they have like this little ratchet like socket wrench and it goes click, click, and then you have it tighten and then click, click and tighten inside your mouth. It's so freaky, especially since I was all numbed up. Um, but yeah, so here in about three months, I will have a, a permanent front tooth after everything heals. Very excited. What's the first hard thing you're going to eat? An apple. Uh, an Apple computer. Just take one big bite out of it. Probably not that, but uh, that that is one of the most annoying things to eat with a missing front tooth is an apple. 
Yeah, uh, or like a loose tooth. I've I, I've actually bitten into an apple and a tooth has come out with it. A, a baby tooth, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when oh, by the way, when your sister hits you with a coat and it, t- it chips your tooth so far to go down to the nerve, and you have an exposed nerve, uh, don't eat an orange. Oh no. Yeah, eleven-year-old Reeton was did in lots of pain. <laughs> we're we're so off topic here. There we was are. a time. You know, I'm not even going to tell it. It's totally derailing. Uh, I do have one game update, just because you mentioned Mark Hamill. I have a Mark Hamill update. Okay, I've that? been playing that that Star Wars Rise of the the Skywalker Saga Lego yeah, yeah, on yeah. Switch, and I got to a point where I was about to play a game for a movie I hadn't watched. I hadn't seen the eighth or ninth one, so I sat down and I watched every Star Wars movie in order. Yeah, yeah. Um, where did you watch those? I know I. Mostly on your Plex, and then when I got to the ones you didn't have, I watched them on an old co-worker's Plex. And have you watched all the Ewok movies? I haven't watched the Ewok movies. I had to watch not the original Star Wars, but the when George Lucas touched them and like put CGI just over people for... Yeah. Why? 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 Every criticism I have on those movies is it was great until George Lucas touched it. Yeah, I have... Um... The originals in the best quality that you can get them on Laserdisc. Uh, on Laserdisc, yeah, that was a hundred bucks, which I would say is worth it. Totally, um, just I mean, it's such a classic piece of Americana at that point. Yeah, uh, so I got I got those. Uh, oh, when I was over in uh, the UK, I did I didn't buy a lot of video games or or anything over there. A lot of the games that released in the UK. Uh, were either for like the Amigas, like those old old computer systems, or sure. um, you know they had PAL differences. So like if you try to play them on systems over here, they'll run either too fast or too slow. Region um, locked in their own way. Yeah, I I mean it's not like London has a lot of publishing houses. They got like Sierra, I think. Yeah, maybe they, they maybe have, uh, Ubisoft has a studio out there or something. They have some, but it's it's not huge. Um, however. I I did end up going to a shop and I bought uh I bought a GameCube adapter for the Switch. And oh, like a like controller adapter? Yeah, yeah, they had one of those in a retro game shop I went to. And I was like I was looking at it and I was like it's only for the Switch and I looked and there's a toggle in the back that was like switch to PC and I was like all right, I'll get it. So I can now hook up GameCube controllers to my PC if I want, which would be that really, is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have any? Oh, I mean, I know you have GameCubes. Do you have extra controllers? I do. I do. For whenever you're ready to put down the Duke, I guess. <laughs> well, my thought was the playing like Nintendo 64 or GameCube games through an emulator is annoying because the sure. buttons never line up right. Uh, so. At least if I'm going to play any GameCube games on an emulator, I'll have that option available. Or if I want to play Smash Brothers, one or the two. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll talk about some some actual news stories here. Uh, this one, it's something we've spoken about in the past, so I thought it was funny. There's an IT admin is getting seven years in prison for nuking company servers. Um, This is... I. I think he wasn't necessarily trying to be malicious. Uh, we'll yeah, the story. I, it's, it's my understanding this wasn't nefarious. It was more like a cautionary kind of thing that just got way out of hand. Yeah, I'm thinking the guy might have some reasoning issues um, or, or like no foresight because he obviously is getting thrown in prison for seven years. But um, this is from TechSpot. It says, it's not uncommon for people unhappy with their job to do stupid things to show their dissatisfaction. However, it might be a good idea to at least curb the behavior uh, to acts that are not going to land them in jail slash prison. A Chinese IT worker learned this lesson the hard way after being sentenced to prison for sabotaging his employer's servers. Um the uh, disgruntled IT administrator for a real estate firm was sentenced to seven years in prison for wiping his employer's financial servers. The 40-year-old worker attempted to make the data unrecoverable, prompting the harsh penalty. However, the company was able to rebuild the databases and re-enter the lost data at a 
nif as a, at a significant expense. Um, so he wiped all their financials because of stuff. Um, it says here, let me see. Oh, uh, Chinese news outlet Beijing Roar notes that the database administrator, administrator Han Bing had warned management at his employer, Lianjia, Lianjie? Lianjia? Something. Several times about holes in the database security. He allegedly wanted to teach them a lesson, so he erased four servers housing the company's financial information. Um, that's it. So he had tried to warn them, like, hey, there is a data breach, and this could be bad, and somebody could get, get in here. And the employers were refusing to upgrade the security. And so he was just like, well, I'm going to do this. But the problem is he tried to make the data unrecoverable, which is why he's getting the seven-year sentence. Uh, it may have been quite a bit less if he, um, I mean, obviously, should have made a backup, right? There yeah, that's, been, that's step you know, one. Yeah. There should have been a backup. Um, and if not the company's backup, then maybe before you nuke a server, have a backup for yourself just to say, I told you, okay, now let's fix it. Yeah, don't worry, I'll fix it for you at, at great expense. Uh, the real estate brokerage firm immediately launched an investigation. It quickly narrowed its list of suspects to five people with administrative privileges to the servers, including Bing. Four employees fully cooperated with management and handed over their laptops and passwords. However, Bing refused to give up his username and password, claiming the laptop contained private information. He agreed to allow investigators to access his laptop in his presence, but they did not find any evidence that Bing had done the tampering. However, they determined that he could have erased traced evidence from his laptop, so they began coming through server logs and analyzing surveillance footage, which you think would have been the first thing to do? Like, I mean, you got to find where to look before. I mean, I have worked with our security teams before to, like, narrow down specific times. Yeah. And they won't comb. They want to be told exactly what cameras at exactly what time. Otherwise, they're going to tell you to go screw yourself. Yeah. Investigators found Bing's laptop hostname, MAC addresses, and IP addresses in the server records at the time of the erasures. They confirmed his access with timestamped CCTV footage. None of the other four admins had accessed the servers around those times. They determined that Bing had used the shred and RM commands to delete and make the data unrecoverable. RM is remove, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a Linux thing. Yes. Um, so it, it's like you go into the, the terminal and you do RM and then the, the RM pathway. dot dash. Yeah. And then, the and then you, you light a cigarette as the server it explodes. Yeah. That's what happens when you type that in. Yeah, I was watching uh, a guy on Twitch was trying to set up uh, some, some server or, or, or Linux install. And his chat's like, hey, press RM, blah, 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 blah. And it deleted his hard drive. Uh-huh. That's the, uh, hey, just run ad echo off and delete system 32. It's You have a 64-bit system. You don't need it anymore. Yeah. Investigators found Bing's laptop hostname, MAC address, and IP addresses in the server record. Oh, wait. I already did that one. After a rejected appeal, the courts found Bing guilty of sabotaging computer information systems and sentenced him to seven years in prison. He must also cough up around $30,000, about 200,000 yon in restitution. So, uh, I think that he probably, if he had done this more smartly, he may not have, he may have gotten fired, but not in prison. Um, maybe not even, like, like, maybe disciplinary action would have been taken, but it, it, it is a good way to say, hey, we have an issue to poke the issue, sort of. Yeah. But, but you need to have a in... backup. Goodness, what are you doing, Bing? And don't make it unrecoverable. And don't shred the data afterwards, <laughs> Bing. Come on. Yeah, like he could have done that in a better way that wouldn't get him in prison. Um, what I, I would have probably. I mean, you could even just like kind of create a dummy server and then just switch something there there could have been something done but realistically they should have had a backup too like that shouldn't have been something that would have taken great expense to recover like they should have had um 
in offsite daily, backup. if not you know best worst case scenario weekly backups depending on what kind of data you're working with yeah I if li- you want to be responsible you sort of need to be on top of that sort of stuff well you and i both work in the healthcare field um technically speaking and you don't do servers uh you're not on that side of it i'm but, server adjacent yeah but they do backups all the time because they legally have to Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, you know, I don't, I don't control the backups as much. We have a system admin for that. Uh, but the system we currently have right now, I have to go in and, uh, every once in a while, my, my system admin's like, Hey, can you swap out the tapes for me? So I'll go into the server room and I'll swap out the tapes. And then we take those tapes and we send them to a place called iron something, iron gate or whatever. Mobile um, iron. No, yeah, something like that. that. I don't know. And um, so we send those tapes off over there, and they make a backup. So we have a backup. We have, like, on-site backup, and then we have off-site backup just in case something happens to the building. And I think now we're moving to a cloud storage thing, but, um, yeah, we still, like, you want to have especially in a business like that, you want to have two or three backups. I have a backup of my my Plex server in case something goes wrong. Uh, you should definitely have a backup of your financial records uh, easily yeah. accessible. Um, let's move on. We're going to move on to our next story. Pokemon Unite. Have you played this game? No. I, 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 I was tempted by the dark side, and I, I kind of felt a little bit of an inkling to be like, I kind of missed Dota and League of Legends a little bit. I I didn't give in, but I think if I were to have, this might be the one that I did with just because of its portability. Portability. Yeah. Uh, So it's a, it's a Dota slash League of Legends game in the Pokemon universe. Um, I have yet to play it. I probably won't play it. Um, And now they're adding in $10 a month premium memberships. So I think it's ten dollar a month, right? Like I'm not. Yep. Nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine a month, or you could get Game Pass for PC for nine ninety nine a month. Um, Pokemon Unite membership program is now live, and sadly, it wasn't really tweaked from its original leaked incarnation. So right now, you get for nine ninety nine uh, a first time membership benefit of a trainer outfit. Which I, I just I just want to take a, a quick break at that trainer outfit. That is a '90s ass outfit. Look at that outfit. I would unironically wear that every day. Um, it's 40... even got the Sonic the Hedgehog like wrist ring. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're doing. Uh, it's got 40 gems a day, uh, which is a weird allowance. You get one premium skin a month. One very high squirrel a month. Uh, additional you. Un- Un, uh, unite licenses. I almost said unit licenses. Each Trial week, so licenses. you get additional I... unite licenses each week. Uh, I assume that's like you could play with whatever characters are in the cycle. Oh yeah, kind of like League of Legends. It says read a few more free rotation characters. Yeah, so for ten dollars a month, you could for a limited time play some characters. So in in League of Legends, um, they have what ten characters that are free every week. Uh, like that, that number might have changed, but that sounds right. Yeah, and then you can also buy characters, so you'll always have access to certain characters. And and to be fair to League of Legends, you can purchase those characters with in-game currency. So you don't necessarily need to spend money on them, which is nice. Um, they do the same thing with this. I'm not sure with Pokemon Unite if you can earn them with in-game currency. I would be surprised if you couldn't at least earn some of them with it. Um. What this would do is additional Unite licenses will allow you to have, like, five more, which they'll get into. Uh, trial Hollowware skins each week. So you get, you don't get the premium. It's not a premium skin. You just get additional skins. Special- I, I assume it's, you could, like, rent a costume for your, your avatar. That's what yeah. it looks like anyways. Yeah. Which, again, you're paying 10 bucks. Just give them the outfit, damn it. Yeah. Special pro- uh, portrait frames and speech bubbles and 10% off new fashion items. Um, 
And then it says, this is all from Destructoid. Lots of sarcasm here. Don't cheer all at once. Uh, naturally, these sorts of programs, like a similar one for Fortnite, come with a marquee monthly skin. And really, this is one of the most front-facing, disappointing aspects of the Pokemon Unite membership. Uh, like many Unite skins, the Greedent Hollowware outfit can barely be considered a tweak from the original model. Also note, in the provision, you'll receive 40 Aos gems daily as a login bonus. So you don't just get them, you also have to log in. Yeah, it's, it's a daily reward, not a yeah. daily allowance, more appropriately. But you, but you pay $10 a month. For to... the opportunity to get 40 Pokemon fun bucks every day. Yeah. Uh, digging in the FAQ, it's uh, important to note that even the membership program is a method of getting you to log in every day. It says if you log in and forget to claim the bonus, or if the bonus resets without you logging in, you'll not be able to receive AOS gems for the missed day. The Fortnite membership service, by comparison, provides the equivalent of $10 worth of V-Bucks, no questions asked, on a monthly basis. Uh, one more caveat to keep in mind, club membership benefits can only be received from the platform used to join. It's on PC too, right? No, it's I on mobile. It's on the, mobile. Oh, I only know it on Switch technically. So I wonder yeah. why well, I'm surprised it's not on PC actually. Yeah, me too. So here's the deal. It's not worth it. Like the things you can get for $10 a month are especially in, you know, like a, a the video game space. You can get Game Pass for $10 a month. Game Pass Ultimate, which works on PC, Xbox, and the, the cloud, is $15 a month. Uh, hell, you can play World of Warcraft for $10 a month. Is it $10 a month? $15? Uh, it used to be $15, and 15. then like, it was 12 or something like that, but it charged you every half year or something like that. It, it was $15, yeah, yeah. and I assume it's gone up since then. Yeah, this $10 a month for Pokemon Unite is not worth it. Maybe $5 a month. If this, if I would be less outraged at this if it were $5 a month. But paying $10 a month for something that you're already playing the game. Like, yeah, it's, it, it, I, it, it's $10 for access to discounts. What the, that's offensive. And having to log in every day to receive your bonus. Like,. What if you aren't around or your internet goes down? Right. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Facebook. Everyone's favorite company. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's meta. No. Everyone's favorite social media platform. So Facebook, I, will, I, ref, I still refuse to call it by that other name because that other name is stupid. Uh, they had some, some backlash here recently. With that backlash came facial recognition. Uh, basically, they were using facial recognition in areas where they legally weren't able to. Um, I believe Illinois, the state that you live in, has some facial recognition stuff on the, on the books yep. where they They're... have to tell you about it and you basically have to opt in. Is that it? Yeah, they cannot uh, gather any sort of bio data. There's probably a better word for that than bio data as a term, but... They, they can't garnish any of that without your direct consent. Cool. And they did. Um, this is from Engadget. It says, more than a million Illinois residents will receive a $397 settlement payment from Facebook this week. Did you get that? Not me. However, I am pleased to announce that a friend of the show, Aroa, and his wife both got their settlement from this. So maybe I'll talk to them about getting hooked on Warhammer next. Yeah. Yeah. So they got <laughs> So I see you have four hundred dollars. Do you want to buy one? You want to start an army? Yeah. Not complete start. Yeah. Um. So it says here more than a million residents will receive a three hundred ninety-seven dollar settlement payment from Facebook this week, uh, thanks to a legal battle over the platform's since-retired photo tagging system that used facial recognition. It's been nearly seven years since the 2015 class action lawsuit was first filed, which accused Facebook of breaking a state privacy law that forbids companies from collecting biometric data without informing users. The platform I like has the since said it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, the platform has since faced broad global criticism for its use of facial recognition tech. And last year, Facebook halted the practice completely uh, for Facebook and Instagram. 
But as Vox notes, the company has made no promises to avoid facial recognition in future projects. Um, so the settlement was a total of $650 million. Um, Which is nothing for Facebook. It's nothing. It's Yeah, it's really nothing for Facebook. Um, it, I mean, it's cool. I wish I was one of the ones that got that money. <laughs> but uh, it is nice that Aroa and his wife were able to get uh, $400 checks from, from, as he said, checks from Zuck. So uh, it sucks. Why did you not get it? Did you not sign up for it or file yeah. a claim? I, I kind of remember even seeing the ads for it, and I was just kind of like, that seems like a scam. And I wonder if you could still... Oh, wait, no, probably not. It was like 2015 or something. It was a while ago. Yeah, you had, no, you had a claim by November 23rd, 2020. Ah. Uh, so a couple of years ago. 2015 is when the class action lawsuit started. So it took them two years for them to finally get the money out after they lost the case. Which is still bullshit. Yeah, it is. You know what else is bullshit? Uh, that Netflix lays off 150 plus employees amid subscriber decline. Yes, indeedy. Um, and they're gonna lay off more people. It. I feel that Netflix is probably one of those companies that you start working there, and they're like, "We'd come on. We don't need to unionize. We're a family." And then they're like, "Oh, we lost a couple hundred thousand subscribers." Uh. You know, family makes hard decisions sometimes, and that decision is getting rid of you, motherfuckers. The uh, thing about family is uh, we only care about the matriarch and the patriarch. I got mine. Fuck y'all. Yeah. So I, I think that was Netflix's formal declaration regarding the matter. Pretty much. So they have laid off 150 employees. Uh, I think they did lose about 200,000 subscribers. And honestly... Uh, this is I'm going to use this not not necessarily to talk about the laid off employees because we all know that sucks. Right. Um, first off, unions people should unionize so that way shit like this can't happen, uh, where they just lay off a mass amount of people uh, for no reason. But also, also, uh, I'm probably in the next couple of months going to stop paying for Netflix. Yeah, I. Uh, so I was watching some Netflix yesterday. I was, I was having myself a little uh, painting party with some associates. Uh-huh. And that was the most I've used Netflix in the last three years. Yeah. Like, I don't. Throughout the entire pandemic, I don't really. And I, I that's, you know, I probably am not like the top 90th percentile of users for that matter. So that's, that's more the, the sample size than anything else. Yeah. There's nothing com like compelling for Netflix. It's, oh, oh boy, I could watch Seinfeld or I could turn on my basic cable broadcast and get that there's, well there's nothing unique about it you know my my thing is they're they're doing a lot of things wrong uh over the last few years you, you notice that they've they've lost a lot of shows so they used to have like the office which a lot of people love the office there's a lot of shows that a lot of people like that are sitcoms that i don't like but they i do agree that they are things that people wanted to watch on Netflix. So Friends was a big one. Um, the Office. Shows like Futurama. that. Futurama. All the that. Star Trek. All of the Star Trek shows. Oh, um, did they lose those to Paramount Plus? I haven't watched Star uh, Trek in a long time. I don't think it was Par CBS All Access, or is that Paramount? Did that That is Paramount Plus, yeah. Okay. Oh okay. oh maybe they're two separate things now, which my, my no, only I think, real comment. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's there's bigger issues in the, the streaming market other than people needing to unionize. It's oversaturated with too many platforms. Well, but is. unionization would be a good step in the right direction. Well, what I think is, is people at certain industries, like people at Netflix should unionize so that they don't get laid off when something like this happens. Um, or they can negotiate and see what happens with their contracts. But uh, I think the, the big reason why they lost the subscribers is because they don't have a lot of interesting original content coming out. Um, as I said, they lost a lot of their old shows like Friends and Office and Star Trek and stuff. Um, but they they decided, I know a few years ago, they, they released information saying that they were going to pivot to making more original shows and having that be what grabs people to subscribe to Netflix. 
And I thought at the time, okay, that's cool, but I think that if you start losing shows that people want to watch, then people are going to start leaving because that original content, you watch Stranger Things, and then you're done with that season of Stranger Things. And what if there's nothing else on there that you want to rewatch or binge, like Scrubs, and then you're going to you're going to move on to something else. Uh, and then they keep raising the prices. Uh-huh. Double-sided sword on that one, ain't it? Yeah, like I could get Paramount Plus. I think it's $10 a month, and Netflix is $15. Um, also, uh, you know, I have a Plex server and lots of legally obtained home footage that I put up there. Uh, and so I could just watch that stuff instead. I'd uh, like to think every single track on Nathan's Plex is like his homemade riff tracks of everything he watches. Oh, Clearly man. that's what he does, right? That would it's be... all original content. You, you know, that would be hilarious if like I got a movie that you wanted to watch and, and like... Rift over it the whole time. Oh, Rowan and I are riffing over the entire movie just to fuck with you. Oh, that, would that would be a be... good birthday present. Keep that in your <laughs> your back pocket just for me. I, well, and the the cool thing is I could set up multiple tracks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the raising so the raising prices and that they do that every year too. They'll be like, we made tons of money. We're raising prices. We made tons of money. We got so many thousands of more subscribers. We're raising prices. And finance, like, it's a double-edged sword, as you said earlier. Because as a public company, which I didn't know this for the longest time, but as a public company, Netflix legally has to try to make as much money as possible. Otherwise, their investors can sue them. Which seems like bullshit to me, right? It seems like maybe uh, investment-based capitalism maybe is not the best way to go. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, like AMD, for you know the last few years, they've started doing really well with their processors, and you'll notice that their processors, when Ryzen one and two came out, were really cheap, and now they're getting more and more expensive to be more in line with Intel, and. That's partially just because their processors are getting better, but also it's because they are in a position where their investors could get mad at them if they don't sell uh, processors at a higher price and make more money for those investors. It's annoying. Uh, there's, there's also another reason people are going to start leaving Netflix if they start doing it. Like... I'm considering leaving Netflix right now just because of the price hikes and the fact that I never watch it anymore. But I have like three or four people who use my Netflix. And so I'm kind of just leaving Netflix on as a benefit to them so that they can watch Netflix. However, they're considering and they're testing it out in uh, Chile, having it so that if you are sharing your password, that each of those people have to create their own account and pay 2 to $3 extra a month per person logging onto your Netflix. That is going to be a great way to lose subscribers. I'm, I'm waiting for the day where it's 25 bucks a month for the privilege of Netflix, and then every user needs to have their $5 uh, companion account to log into to access the Netflix portal. Or uh, it'll, it'll drown, and I... I have this weird suspicion maybe they've seen there's a hole in a boat for, you know, the last couple of years now and they're drastically doing what they can to milk this project for what it's worth before it sinks. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to like do make as much money and then sell it off to yeah. one of the other one of the other companies out there. I I don't know. It doesn't if I were in charge of Netflix there are a couple things I would do um, that might not work out in the sh- in the short term, but would probably work out in the long term. And that would be, you know, continue making original content. Uh, I would also 
cut the price of Netflix back down to $10 a month? Maybe 12, maybe. Maybe 12. But but yeah, 10 to $12 a month right now it's 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 just getting too expensive. Um and then like, you know, shoot out a bunch of emails being like, "Hey, we missed you." Uh, you know, get Netflix for 3 months for $10 or something like that. Like you you pay for one month of Netflix and you get 3 months for the first 3 months to try to get some of those subscribers back. And hope some of them just totally forget. Yeah, yeah. And and that's and that's what you do, right? Is is you try to make it so that they forget that they're paying that. Like Nintendo Switch online, that $20 a year service that they have. Uh, I forget about it every fucking year. And then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I just paid $20 as 20 bucks. It's fine. You, there's such a difference between you and me. I see 20 bucks a year for online. And I'm like, Ugh. well, yeah, it, it's on the console. I play most. Yeah. But um, I agree. I agree that it's stupid, but they do. To be fair, Nintendo's uh, switch online does have like the, um, like Mario, like the NES and, and Super Nintendo emulator stuff on it that is included with that $20 a year. So I could really rent NES games for 20 bucks a year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember paying $5 for a week back in the day or less than a week. I think it was like $5 for like three days. Like two or three days. Yeah. And then if you fucking... I, I remember the struggle, homie, renting video games and trying to play them before you have to take them back. I remember, homie. I rented RPGs. And so, like, I remember going there, going to the uh, the Sun Home Video, is what it was called. And I, re- I re-rented the game. And they're like, you just rented this. Are you sure you want to rent this again? I'm like, yes. I want yes, to beat the exact- game. And you're you're screwed if they have multiple copies because like on an N64 that oh, saves yeah. on a cartridge. Yeah, thankfully I think Sun Home was when I had a PlayStation. Um, which again not the best when your mom forgets to buy a memory card and you play Final Fantasy Tactics. So in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, you try. And then you die, and then you have to restart like three hours earlier. It was good. Good times. Um, but anyway, Netflix. You know they still have DVD.com? No, I did not. Yeah. So they split off. Originally, If in, for any of you youngins out there, like Ash, who might be listening to this, Netflix used to not be a streaming platform. It was... Uh, used to get discs in the mail. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes you would get discs in... They wouldn't actually be the disc that you thought they were and then get really pissed. Yeah. So I don't know. I know this is what my friend would do is he would just use DVD.com a lot. Um, I don't. Oh, there's the plans. Okay. So oof, that is expensive too. Why is it so expensive? So DVD.com, you get uh, two discs out at a time so you can have them ship you movies and stuff. Uh, unlimited per month. So what you do is they give, they send you the movies. You then can watch the, let's say, watch those movies, and then take those movies, send them back, and they'll send you two more movies. Um, and you can have two movies out at a time. So you just keep rotating, so you can get four to six movies a week that that you can have shipped to you. Um. You get DVDs and Blu-rays, no late fees, free shipping and returns. But it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Ooh, that's that's a little pricey for DVD for for two DVDs on rotation. Well, it's you can get blue. First off, you can get Blu-rays and you can get new movies. So it's actually not that bad, especially if you're getting, you know, twenty or thirty movies a month. Eh, probably like fifteen to twenty movies a month that you're able to watch or upload to your Plex. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're taking these to upload them or something like that, that's where you're getting the value for this. And they probably know that. They got to know that. They got to they gotta know that, yeah. Um, so that's, that's another thing you could do. If you have a Plex or something, you could always... You can look into alternatives to DVD.com, too. Um, alternatives to DVD.com. Um, 
I don't know exactly if there are. Do, do you remember they had a DVD.com or Netflix.com video game rental? I do remember that. Uh, I mean, are we going to count things like Redbox as alternatives to Netflix? They're, they're kind of doing the same service as what they used to. They're just, instead of mailing it, it's you go to a hub. Yeah, they they are similar. I don't I, I'm not, I, they're... they're totally different, though. I get it. I get it. Um, what I was thinking, there was one called Gamefly. I remember Gamefly. Where you, it was DVD.com where you would rent the games and they would send them to you and then you would send them back. Uh, I think that DVD.com or, or something similar to that has a, a better outlook because you can, you can rip them. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. You can rip the Blu-rays to your computer and then have them forever. With a, with a video game, you can kind of do that, but if you're going to go that route on a PC, you're just going to pirate the games, right? Like no, I, I go down to my Gamefly.local store, I get the disc, and then I make a daemon of it. Like, I, I load up daemon tools, and I just burn it right there in that. Gamefly is still around. They are? Apparently. Don't people just download games nowadays? Uh, yes. So you can buy consoles, controllers, arcades, new games, and gaming collectibles from game gameplay. What is it? Okay, so let's see. Um, yeah, it's welcome to games. Connor and Reed and learn stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we this is Connor and Reed and fill time because we haven't made it to the hour. And apparently, let's see. The standard is ten dollars a month, nine dollars and fifty cents a month. Um, for three months of service, you get unlimited game and movie rentals. Game lock for 30 days, new release rentals, 4K Ultra HD rentals, uh, $5 reward coupons, but you do not get early sale access. Oh, for and Gamefly, that? that was uh, $9.50 a month. Or you can do movies, apparently. Like real-time movies? Like, uh, like AMVs? It is... For $5 a month, you get Blu-ray and DVD rentals for $5 a month. So it's... That's, that's actually the best deal that I've heard this night is Gamefly, ironically. Yeah. Um, unlimited movie rentals, new release rentals, but you cannot get 4K Ultra HD rentals for $5 a month. Okay. Um, you can get... If you pay $8 a month, you can get the 4K movies. Um, and then if you wanted the 4K Elite, you get two rentals at a time for $11 a month. So, uh, but that's for the first three months. Although, uh, it goes up to $18.95 after that. So you get like Ugh. a, a three-month trial. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, I mean, it's still not terrible. It's better than, than DVD.com, apparently. Better but... than DVD.com does not mean... Not yeah. terrible though. Yeah, it doesn't mean doesn't mean good. Um yeah. So apparently Gamefly is still around. I did not know that. Um so anyway. I I are, are we say still trying to fill a little time? We can if you want. Alright, I I got a little hypothetical then for you. Okay. What would you do to fix the, the short answer Netflix, big answer streaming in general? And my only follow up to that is really I wonder how complicated like licensing is li licensing is if the company that it's licensed to goes under. Yeah. Like does someone else just buy the rights to that or I, I, I don't know. I but, think but so. I imagine they'd auction it off. That's that's what they did when Volition went down, right? Yeah, so what I would do, one thing that I like about my Plex getting getting away, away from just adding my own content there is they added a new feature where you can select a watch list. You can create a watch list. I have it disabled um, just because I don't care to use it. Uh, but you can basically type in any movie or, yeah, any movie or TV show you want, and it will show you where you can stream that. You know, I actually just used that yesterday. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, good, it's a good service. It works really well. 
uh, Pluto TV sucks with the ads, but yeah. I was able to watch an entire movie for free, so yeah. whatever. So you can do that with the watch list. One thing I would love, and I know that, that they're not going to be able to do it, they technically they would be able to do it. It is, it is technically possible. However, it is not licensing and, and uh, all the red tape that they would have to go through to get it working wouldn't work. But I would like if I could go to my, my Plex and sign in to Netflix and uh, Paramount because I do have Paramount. Um, I could sign into all those streaming services that I do have and then have those just instead of going to the watch list, just have it pop up in the Plex player streaming through that service. You understand what I mean? Where I don't have I to switch do. services. Man, I there's got to be a way to do that without having 20 subscriptions, though. That's If you have them good on you, and Plex is a great tool for keeping all of that organized, and it's only going to get better, but there's got to be a way to do that that doesn't cost 120 bucks at the end of the month. Well, yeah. I, and in, I mean, the way that I'm thinking is you still have to subscribe to the plans, um, but it would be nice. Like, let's say I have a Plex. And you, I have a subscription for Netflix and you have a subscription to CBS All Access or Disney Plus or something like that. And we log, like I can set it up so that in my Plex, it uses your Disney Plus in my Netflix. And then whoever's watching is just watching it on that, that particular one. So it doesn't have to switch between the. Thanks. So you can just add in a bunch of subscriptions that whoever's using that service um, has put in their credentials. And then like when you watch something from Netflix, it's using my credentials. And when I'm watching something from Disney Plus, it's using your credentials. Like the ultimate password sharing. Sure. I mean, they, they obviously know people are password sharing. If they got to crack down on it, they, they were, they're well, well over it at that point. Yeah. The smart move is to go you know flow with the the water not go against the tide yeah um i think that would be neat uh but again there's so much red tape and and they would get sued so hard if they did that um that they just can't do that it would have to be a third party person releasing in an app that runs within your plex server and mm -hmm. plex killed the apps a few years ago they used to have they used to have things like that that you could use on Plex. Um, but they got rid of pretty much all of them because they they just killed third party app support, which was annoying. Anyway, uh we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast for the day. I am back. I will not be be taking an extended break here for a while because I spent way too much fucking money <laughs> in the last month. Not only did I spend like two or three grand over in the UK, but I also paid another $1,500 to have a screw put in my mouth. So I'll be. Did insurance not cover that? Uh, no, insurance is going to cover part of it, uh, but because my, my insurance sucks. Uh, Your dental insurance? Uh, you, yeah. Nathan, yeah, you know where you work, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, because my dentist is not within network uh i pay up front and then my insurance will send me a check for what they owe me it's really fucked up and i think i missed a check i think they there's a check that they did not send me so they owe me like a few hundred dollars already on top of whatever they're paying for the um the dental implant but even so, uh, they usually don't cover much when it comes to something like that because it's cosmetic. It's it's not preventative care or anything. So uh, they'll cover like maybe 20% of it. So I'll get a couple hundred back from the 1,400. But um, look how nice your teeth will look. I, I, I just, it's something I've wanted for the last 22 years, and I'm finally in a position where I can get it. Plus, I so. can't wait until you inevitably take the bill and you slap it on your sister's table. 
I fucking, I've tried. Anyway, thank you for being here, Connor. I am here. Tune in next week when Reeton finishes last week's episode and comments on all those things we said about him. Yeah, and I'll be back. Uh, That's probably not going to happen, is it? I have to drive to work on Tuesday, so I'll probably listen it to the to it then. Right on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. So uh, we.